Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Do you but, feel like you're a good parallel parker? Yeah, I took driver's ed when I was in high school. So Yeah, hey, I'm going to give you the same noise you just gave me. You said you're a better parallel parker than you are parker. That is a absurd statement. Do you think that you're a better parallel parker than Audrey? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I would take the handicap stall regardless. For sure. That's the first class crap. True, but I always worry if somebody else rolls in position. Has somebody ever ro- literally rolled in? <laughs> so, Dave, Dave, Dave and Mahoney. Don't get contacts and lose the glasses because you'll look dumb. Or I look dumber Take without. You look much smarter. So you look like a guy who might be like a professional something. You look a like you could be a professor of sorts. Yeah, Will you, you look take like the glasses off or two? You take them off. Yeah, Idiot. total dummy. <laughs> All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? You know, we see more and more of this. It seems like they told us, at least for a while, that if you go work in the tech industry, you're going to have a guaranteed job. It's going to be safe. This is the next gold rush. You're going to make so much money. You're going to have all this job security. And now this is uh, another round of layoffs after another round of layoffs. And you know, so sad. And this is after we all got duped as well, because all these the friends that I have that work in the tech space, they were told this time is different than when the whole thing crashed back in 2000. Like this time, yeah. it's real because the Internet is sticking around and everyone is online all of the time. But meanwhile, I mean, the, the rounds of layoffs that we're seeing from some of these companies are massive. I think it's uh, unconscionable to hire so many people when you know you don't need them. And that you know that this is just going to be a, a part of your business strategy moving forward. We're going to overhire, and then we're going to lay people off. Lay people off yeah, so I that think, whenever we need the overhead to come our way, we can do that yeah. by laying people off. You're just playing chess with yes. people's lives, yep. and yep. it sucks. And when you're talking about a situation like this, because this is very specific, Microsoft is laying off 1,900 people wow. that work in gaming at Activision Blizzard because that purchase has gone through now. Yep. And obviously, massive deal, $69 billion acquisition, uh, which faced a decent amount of regulatory scrutiny for good reason. But you think about a very specific job because there's not that, if you think about how many people you actually know that work in the gaming industry, mm-hmm. there's probably not a long list of people that you know because it's a very specific thing. And when you talk about simultaneously firing 1,900 people I mean, where do those people go find a new well, job? Well, it's not just Activision Blizzard that's doing layoffs right now. It's the industry as a whole. So not only are you going to lose your job here, other companies aren't hiring right now like they were. And even if they were, 1,900 people yeah, are that's now a, looking that's a huge for a amount. Job. You know, the, the Activision Blizzard Microsoft uh, deal that went through, one of the largest entertainment deals in history with this happening, you know, Microsoft acquiring, I believe, the largest publisher out, you know, of games on the market right now. And, you know, it's just, I I, I mean, $69 billion, when you think about that, the amount of money that is, let's say that every NFL stadium in the entire country was brand new and they paid $2 billion for it. You could buy every single NFL stadium yeah. in the entire country. Like, just to give you an idea of it's how that big. big of an acquisition yeah. this was. And their first move is to fire 2,000 people. Yeah, man. Ooh. We, we got to be better. And then you wonder why people want to, uh, you know, work with places that have uh, union protections. Yeah, no kidding. 
Uh, some good news today as well. If you uh, remember the uh, the farmer bro douche, Martin Scarelli. That D-bag? Yep. He has had a federal appeals court uphold a lifetime ban on him working in the pharmaceutical ah, industry. I hate yeah. to see that. Yeah, ah. so he uh, he maintained a monopoly over a drug, uh, and he raised its price 4,000%. It was insulin, I believe, yep. right? Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was just, it was a life-saving drug. Yeah. And so the, uh, the, the results of him... Um, doing this is that people got sick. Some people, people potentially died. died. This yeah. guy is and going to burn in hell. And yeah, he's yeah. he's the worst of the worst. The fact that he has still been fighting to get back into the pharmaceutical industry it's is disgusting. maddening. Uh, good job by this federal appeals court saying, no, you're banned for life. Good. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. Glitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So I didn't know that there was a bad way to get a seven-figure check in the mail, but it turns out there is. So I, do you guys know who the actor Tom Hollander is? He's had various roles in films and TV series. He's not a super famous guy, no. but you would recognize him recognize like he's a character actor. Yeah, he's that guy from that thing. Where do I know him from, you know? It's, uh, it's, you know, he's one of those faces where he's a big enough star to be on, like, Seth Meyers' show. Do you still have to be a star to be on late-night talk shows? I think so, kind of. Uh, but I guess the story that he told when he was on Seth Meyers was pretty interesting, and it's made headlines, um, and understandably so. He said that he got mistaken for Tom Holland. I mean, his name is Tom Hollander, so it mm-hmm. kind of makes sense. I guess they're represented. What, what is this like? Make a or like make a wish? What is this like? Wish.com Tom Holland. Well, kind of because Tom Hollander. They were represented by the same agency, and I guess that agency somehow messed up and sent him Tom Holland's bonus check for Spider Man from the box office. And what a happy it was, mistake. He said that it was a pretty humbling mistake that was made because he opened it thinking it was for him, and it's a seven-figure check, and then it's like, LOL, just kidding. That's for Tom Holland. But it was a seven-figure check, and they mistakenly sent it to him instead of Tom Holland. If your name is Tom Hollander and there is a very, 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 very huge celebrity that is on the same bill named Tom Holland, you have to change your name. Absolutely you will not. never. He you was, will never. He's, he's like twice as old as Tom Holland. I, I will take that check and I will write in the ER <laughs> at the end. I, of I'm it, just man. trying like, to cash it in general. I write. Like, I thought it was for me. I thought I, I did I'm a really good this, job. I'm not taking this to the bank. I'm taking this to the cash to the casino place. to like the cash <laughs> check place. Exactly the grocery store to see if I can get that seven figures on the spot. But yeah, uh, he. Uh, I mean, he's like I said, been in some stuff. Not like seven figures. Surprise check stuff. Let me see Tom Hollander. Uh, yeah, so you, you can look him up, but he, um, yeah, he's a little bummed out. Seven figure check, not. For does me. he get a finder's fee for no, returning it? The other Tom Holland. So can you imagine getting beat up by Pauly Shore? So, so Pauly Shore is facing a lawsuit for assault and battery after a man uh, was allegedly attacked by security personnel at the comedy store back in November of 2022, according to the court documents. This guy and his daughter claim that a member of a security team violently attacked him, causing severe injuries. They allege that Pauly Shore knew about the planned assault and encouraged the security team to go beat this guy down. I thought Pauly was in. I thought it was his like uh, the other family members that were more more so in charge of the comedy store. Now, I think that there was rather, a battle between Pauly and his brother yeah. after their mom died, and I think Pauly won out in that. See, I lawsuit. thought he lost. Maybe. Or, I, I who know. knows? But the lawsuit uh, includes claims of battery, assault, intentional infliction of emotional distress, uh, negligence, 
premises liability and negligence in hiring unfit employees. So this you know, plaintiff is seeking all kinds of stuff. But just the fact that Pauly Shore is listed in the headline as being responsible or assaulting anyone is comical in its own right. I, uh, I have a take that if you are at a comedy show and you are causing a scene and heckling and you get beat up, that's, that's on, on you. you. Yeah. That's on you, bitch. So Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are reuniting for a thriller on Netflix called Animals. The uh, the the film is uh, going to be directed by Ben Affleck, and he is going to be directing his friend Matt Damon. So how about that? Interesting mm-hmm. that this, you know, they're working together again. But this is kind of a new dynamic, though, for these two, because prior to this, or, you know, prior to, I would say, even the movie Argo, you know, Argo, Gone Girl, uh, you know, Affleck as Batman. You know, we were really seeing a Affleckessance happening. Yep. But Matt Damon was always really considered to be the like the more talented, the bigger, the bigger star. star. Yeah. And now he's not. And also kind of like everybody kind of hated on Ben Affleck. But now he's back with J-Lo. He's living his best life. He's directing, and funny Matt Damon's that- out here doing bootleg-ass crypto commercials. Yeah, you always talk about that. He literally just did that Michael Jordan movie. <laughs> no, he, they, they, they collaborated on air, so they, they yeah. were both involved in that. But Ben Affleck, I mean, the time that he got the most flack for was when he was with J-Lo the first time. Because, yeah. you know, he was so douchey yeah. during that time period. Now, she swoops back in and kind of, like, saves the day. For Ben Affleck, because you know his life was a little, a little bumpy there for a while. But you're right. Like, did she save the day, or well, is he just back on the juice so he's able to be creative again? Uh, I don't know. I don't know which it is, but it seemed like. I mean, I think he's still sober. I think. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but either way, Ben Affleck uh, is actually a really good director. So, oh yeah, the fact that they're uh, teaming up for this one again called Animal and it's coming to Netflix. But Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are back together. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Leave a message for the Dave and Mahoney Show anytime by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Did you get that? Please leave a message after the tone. Dave, I just got to say, your little Ruby is a smart and discerning young lady. My granddaughter loves Moana, and she loves Bluey. Ain't nothing at all wrong with that. And I got to tell you, I'm getting to be a pretty big fan of Bluey also. There's a little bit of uh, not adult humor, but humor that appeals to me as well in that. And uh, pretty good show. The haters should check it out. Message deleted. Uh, I'm with you on Bluey. Like, the actual content is good. My only big gripe with Bluey is that the episodes are too short. So They're it like feels, 20 minutes, right? It, like, not even sometimes. And so it just feels like you're constantly hearing that damn theme song. Dude, that song's a banger, Dave. That is a hit. I, I mean, like Bluey. Yeah, but like 37 times a day in the house is a little bit much. Nah, man. I mean, at least it's not the Teletubbies. I mean, my yeah. poor parents. Or Barney. Or Barney, Barney yeah. Or Lamb Chop. Oh, Why didn't we have such chop. creepy characters that were a part of our youth? I don't know. I love the Good Barney question. remixes on social media these days of him just like rapping and talking crazy stuff. Isn't I mean, Barney supposed to be coming back? Weren't they saying they're going to reboot Barney? They um, did. Is anyone asking for that? There's a sure. documentary, I believe. It's either that or a book. I can't remember. But they talk about the guy who was in Barney. He was some like weirdo, sex tantric uh, like guru guy as well as Barney. I that's why I don't like animatronics or masked people because I don't know who you are. What do you hide? Why why does he got to be a weirdo? Because he's into tantric sex. Maybe maybe it's nice to know that the person inside of the Barney costume has got a very zen. So prostate. let's have the relations as an adult mm-hmm. for as long as we possibly can, and then, and then just never have any sort of finish. 
That sounds... But also film a children's show. You know, yeah. like if we were worried about Steve from Blue's Clues because yeah. the guy who was Steve mm-hmm. had a drug problem. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that how tantric sex works? You just, you do it forever and then don't ever like... It's delayed gratification. And the only person no. who... Yes. Like, That's stupid. Never mind. And it's all... Well, eventually. It's just supposed to be long, 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 long game. Also stupid. Yeah, just Sting <laughs> and this Barney guy. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, it's just what being a woman it. sometimes, you know. <laughs> Again, stupid. Hey, what's up, folks? Just want you guys to realize something. Sometimes in life, we feel like life's moving a little too fast for us, and people keep cutting us off. Things are just getting kind of hectic. I want you to remember that every time you're driving and you're just enjoying yourself on the road, and whenever that comes by and passes you, cuts you off, speeding around you, that no matter what ends up happening, we always catch up with them at the red light. Just enjoy your life and keep going at your pace. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Message deleted. Oh, so deep. So thoughtful. So wise you are. Also, like, I don't <laughs> want to catch up to the person at the light because that gives me an opportunity to get rowdy. And I don't want to. You don't do the whole look. Do you look over? No, because I'm just going to get. That I'm, Western I'm music get, playing? I'm going to get angry as hell. And I, I got to avoid that do, while I'm driving. Do. I look over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll give a look. I make it to where it's my own drama. Like I just said, a Western, like the Western theme mm-hmm. song starts playing. <laughs> Like we're about to go into like a draw. How does it go? See, wow, wow, wow. I thought that was pretty good. Audrey, is yes, there a ma'am. cologne you smell that takes you back to your former boyfriend or anything? I don't ever get to see it anymore, but if I ever were to smell a Tommy Boy cologne, it would immediately take me back to my high school boyfriend. Message deleted. There is a, a cologne. Actually, it's funny that we're even talking about this because we also were just talking about this as a group off mic yesterday. Mm-hmm. But there is a cologne that will trigger like an era of time and it would be high school for me and that would be Abercrombie Fierce. Abercrombie mm-hmm. and Fitch Fierce. It's what the way that Abercrombie the entire store used to smell. I remember that, yeah. You know, they put yeah. it in the vents. They would spray it on the clothes before they would lay them out. Mm. Um, so that would be probably like the first smell that would take me to a certain era of time. Um, and then maybe for women's cologne, there was like that whole Britney Spears line that I used to wear in high school too. It was, it smelled like cotton candy. But otherwise, there, no. It's a, it's wild though how strong of a reminder that scent can be. Like mm-hmm. if you smell that perfume or cologne that your ex very famously in your mind wore and, yeah. and you haven't encountered that since, mm-hmm. it takes you back to that exact moment with that person. You know, you remember them so distinctly because of that smell. So I have the opposite, or my wife has the opposite effect. She's banned me from wearing certain colognes because there was a time when we were living apart when I was down in Houston and she, uh, you know, it wasn't a great time for us because living apart, it's Tough not on great. the relationship. But I had just country, switched sure. to a new cologne that had just come out at the time. It was the Dior Sauvage. I love that cologne. Know? Dustin wears it. And okay. I, it's, dude, it's peppery. It's manly. It mm-hmm. hits all the right notes. And my wife, anytime she smells it, she gets viscerally angry. So oh, that's, I love that. So next time that we go out on a double date, I'm going to buy some of that and wear she'll, it. She'll fight you. She'll just come at you like a spider monkey, Dave. I'm glad that you don't wear it too because I think of that She's smell also as attracted Dustin. To it. Yeah, so I'm like, if, if Audrey would be so confused. Like, ah, where, no, is where is he? Where, where, where's, where's my man? Where is he? This 
This is David Mahoney. So we've seen a lot of things over the years that we would call pretty stupid trends, especially when it comes to things that involve couples. I mean, you know, weddings, obviously, there's a pretty big swing as to whether or not, hey, this is a good idea or not, because we've seen plenty of things at weddings that are not great ideas, but still people will do them. And then at the same time, when it comes to things like gender reveal parties, I think we can all almost unanimously agree that most of the ideas are stupid. Real stupid. Yeah. I mean, I did see one where they did do a full-blown uh, uh, wrestling match, WWE style. Nice. And I did enjoy that one. The, the ones where they have the two uncles a lot of times doing the full-on WWE wrestling match. Sometimes they're in sumo suits while doing it. The sumo suit ones I could do without. I mean, when they go full-blown WWE. Like, actually, like... Yeah, they have smoke machines and sparklers and... You're jumping off the roof onto a folding table. Like, yeah, you're here for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Could you see yourself doing something like that if you were ever to do a gender reveal party? Uh, probably not. I don't think the wife would... Uh, do you allow it? Let that let that happen. I mean, it is fairly trashy, but I mean, like, let's set the tone for what this kid's going to be born into. Let's not lie to the child from the jump. No, then they just need to play like a video game of Call of Duty, and whenever they like, I don't know, something happens, it's like paintball style. Can you play paintball Call of Duty? Not really. Oh, they mm. should. They should make they should that make happen. That. They should. Uh, Can you this reveal is, Call of Duty? <laughs> this may be a new level of stupid, but I'm totally here for it. So they are, the latest wedding trend involves birds of prey. So large falcons and eagles and... At the wedding? Owls and things like that. Not just at the wedding. Serving as a very specific role. What role do you suppose a large bird Ring of bearer? prey... Yes. What? I mean, how big is this bird? I mean, we're talking about hawks and falcons and owls and like big birds of prey. Yeah. So yeah, pretty significant. So couples are turning to these majestic birds to add a unique and memorable touch to their ceremonies. The, the trend has gained popularity on social media. TikTok is part of the uh, the reason why uh, brides share videos of their avian ring bearers in action. Uh, train birds, how much do you think it costs to to rent a couple of train birds? 2K. I would say five. Uh, uh, $1,200. So not as bad as I expected because I was more like in the $2,500 range is where I'd kind of put it before I saw the price on it. Uh, the experience is seen as a way to make weddings more special and memorable. That's stupid because you're dealing with a ring and just like whenever people are proposing on a boat and you see the ring flip over into the ocean, but that this, ring can go high in the sky. But this isn't the this isn't the diamond ring though because that's the engagement ring. This is the wedding band, which if you're going to lose a ring, that's the one to lose. And honestly... Dropping it into the ocean and letting it sink is not really great. Uh, having a, a, a getting hijacked by an owl is kind of cool. It's a good story. I don't I want an owl like at my that, wedding. No. You don't? No. no what kind of bird would you choose? I would want a, a love bird. Oh. oh, that would be a dove, I think. Yes. I would want a, a prehistoric bird, also known as a velociraptor. Oh, okay. Or a pterodactyl. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. The strangest, strangest, dumbest, dumbest, and funniest audio from the depths of the World Wide Web. This, 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 this is the Internet is Undefeated on Dave and Mahoney. There is so much talk about there, about there being nothing but negative things online. You know, the doom scrolling that happens for a lot of people, uh, it's, it's, it makes you sad. You know, and it seems like all of the media kind of wants to focus on that, but that's just sort of the nature of the beast, right? Where it's always, it leads. I yeah. mean, the news has been the same way for 50 plus years at this point. But you there's know? so it's, much joy and happiness and silliness and all of those wonderful things online so many good as well. Things. 
And this is one of those. There is a guy, his name is Mr. John, and he is a greeter at a Louisiana Walmart. And he gained TikTok fame after a video of him went viral. And I guess the whole thing with Mr. John is that regardless of how bad the weather may be, whether it's snowing or raining or there's a hurricane, whatever the case may be, Mr. John is always at work. And he is always greeting people. Tell him again, Mr. John. What I'm is- on the dope. When you're on the door, Mr. John? Rain or sleet or snow, I'm on the door. You do your job. I do my job. And you do it well. And I try to do it well. No, you don't try. You I, do it. I do it. That's all. Tell him again, Mr. Tell him again. That's right. Rain or sleet or snow. I'm on the door. I do my job. Ah, I love it, man. Mr. Mr. John could call me, hey, baby, how you doing today? And it would just make, you know that, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Like when, yeah, when older men or women who are like your grandparents' age call you warm, baby yeah, or honey. Warms your heart, yeah. That accent mixed with that like, hey, baby, are you doing okay? I legit would just feel so comfortable. Like an elderly Southern woman oh. saying, sweetie, calling you sweetie. Yes, yeah, sweetheart. Sugar, oh, my God. Calling you sugar. I, I, mm-hmm. oh, I call Dustin sugar. Do you really? I do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I actually took it, like, in my head, it was a different thing, not, like, calling me to, like, warm me up. Like, I felt like Mr. John would be, like, a good locker room hype guy. Oh, yeah. You know, like, rain or sleet or shine, I'll do my job. I'm on the dough. <laughs> <laughs> he would. He would be the best hype guy. So this is a little Metallica Easter egg, Mahoney. A lot of people don't know this. I didn't know this until uh, Chris found this audio. Uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls came out in 1984, mm-hmm. right? Ride the Lightning. 40 years old now. And, uh, yeah, Cliff Burton, the bassist for Metallica at the time, made a slight mistake. You'll never hear it, obviously, on the actual album itself, what he does. He he drops the F-bomb, but then just keeps on playing. And you would never hear that over all the guitars and drums and everything else, but somebody pulled the a cappella version of Metallica's Ride the Lightning, and really? you could actually hear... Are we about to play that bomb on the radio? No, no, it's bleeped oh, out. Uh, okay. But he, so he says even, So it. we're not going to hear it either. I promise you, he says. <laughs> From the pain that they surely know For whom the bell tolls Time marches on And they kept it? I mean, that's kind of yeah, cool. I like it. I mean, I don't know how they got that. <sighs> that voice does something to me. Turns me into like feral. Oh, James Hetfield? Yeah. Yeah. There's just there. I mean, yeah. There, there, there's no better. Lead and you like the fact voice. that he's now like. I feel like every time like we paleo. see. Paleo. Every time we see a, a picture of like James Hetfield out, he's always shopping at like Prada or like Gucci. It's like. Some oh, so you're soup. saying that I like now James Hetfield, not then James Hetfield? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Not, yeah, I'm totally yeah. blinded like, by his daddyisms. Like, yeah, you like the idea of what James Hetfield was. You wouldn't have actually wanted to be around that James Hetfield. Yeah. Well, but now that he has his nice stuff together. Well, now that his hair's cut yeah. and like the acne's gone, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like the, the, yeah. the metal version of him has left, which yeah. I, you know, like whatever. Yes, can still sing like the Dickens, but he's got a nice bag. I like Daddy Hetfield. <laughs> daddy Hetfield, yes. got it. Uh, so Carl's Jr. recently launched Tori, which is their AI automated drive-through attendant. I've, I've used it. You have. I told. Do you not remember me telling you about the AI, the automated thing when I went to Carl's Jr. and Hardy's last time? Really listen to you. I do remember, because yeah. I do listen. I did not like it <laughs> at all. Well, most people don't. It's not working out great. Uh, give me just a moment, please. Okay. Sorry about that. I'm back. What can I get for you? you- okay. Sorry about that. I'm back. What can I get for you? Do you have... Okay, sorry about that. I'm back. What can I get for you? I... Okay, sorry about that. I think Tori's on one right now. Could you give me a moment, please? Yeah. I'm back. What can I get for you? Okay, sorry about that. I'm back. 
What can I get for you? I'd punch the screen. I'm angry. Let me get a team member to better assist you. Yeah, thank you, Tori. Yeah, the way that I am the most mean version of myself whenever I'm like on the phone with AI. Customer, customer service. service customer zero, 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 yes. zero, zero, zero. Customer service. Customer service. Like I'm I, I cuss out. I cuss out a robot. Yes. I, I will. And I would. Who thinks that we want more of this? That. I mean, I know that you're saving a couple of bucks here are and there, though? but I mean, stop it. The people that you hire to take orders are just not that expensive. We know how much they get paid. Like, come on, man. This is why I love cashiers and why I will scream that that is the box that I will stand on. That is my soapbox. Like, I will go to a cashier every single time because I like dealing with people, not with robots. I don't know if you have any extra room on that soapbox, but I'm starting to get there. You know, with, come on with, over, Dave. I mean, this whole let's automate everything when the experience still sucks. I mean, you've had how long have we had crappy automated customer service? Our I mean, entire adult lives, forever, since forever the, since the early nineties. It hasn't really gotten any better. And I don't. How is that possible? I don't like that they're starting to make the robots also have inflection, like yeah. sound like a robot. I don't need you to go. Hello. Hello there. How are you My today? My name is Tori. No, it's not. You're it's, a robot. You're a robot. Sound like a robot. I hate you. Please <laughs> <laughs> tell me that. Oh, that, again, I always tend to do that. Uh, <laughs> this is another fast food story, but this is one where the audio doesn't really do it full justice, but the woman shares the video of a big mistake that her husband made when he was ordering McDonald's delivery. Instead of pressing one for the 20-piece chicken McNuggets, he ordered 10, and so they got... 160 chicken nuggets? They got a lot of chicken nuggets. <laughs> Please tell me that's it. Is that it? Wait, are all those bags nuggets? Chris, where's our food we actually ordered? Oh, sh**. Oh, my God. We or did not order 185 chicken nuggets. I think that's actually more. 40, 40, 50, 60, 60. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I told you we need more than 10, so. <laughs> wow. So, okay, pause, though. Does he just have money to be blowing like that? How did he not look the total for the purchase and go, wow, that's a lot of money for 200, almost 200 nuggets. I don't want to, like, put anything on them, but that that sounds like maybe they were a little high. <laughs> they may be under the influence. <laughs> You're like, let me get 200 nuggets. So then why is this a problem for them, then? I know. It sounds, sounds more like a solution to me. Dave and Mahoney. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. Do you guys have very small things in life that just bring you an obscene amount of joy? Yes. Yeah, it's called my penis. Your penis. <laughs> very small things in life. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. It was just there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the reason why I ask is because we were sitting on the couch last night, and the wife and I were about to turn on the season finale for this show called Fool Me Once, which is on Netflix. It's like a Yuck, you know, Dave. murder mystery is sort it, of thing. What? You don't watch? like it. You're not enjoy, you you it's fine. sound like you're it's just fine. not enjoying it. it Are was, you on your phone during most of this? Some of it, you know, and so you're like you're kind of missing clues, but it's not really that compelling. It's it was okay. Uh -huh. It wasn't bad. Probably worth the watch. But I will say there was enough cliffhangers where I was looking forward to the season finale. Okay. And I don't know if you guys get the same thing, but when you have like the season finale to watch, a show that there's been a lot of build up to. You're excited because, mm -hmm. like, the kids were asleep. Finally get to sit down on the couch, watch the show. Season finale, hopefully going to be a good one. All of the questions answered, blah, blah, blah. That wasn't the part that was exciting for my wife. And she does this on a fairly regular basis where she'll decide 
what snacks she wants. I was oh, just yeah. thinking about popcorn. Did she get popcorn? She'll have popcorn. She had popcorn earlier this week. Maybe but some ice cream? Last night, <gasps> it was a decision between an ice cream sandwich mm. and a bowl of cereal. So what kind of ice cream sandwich are we talking about? We're we talking about the all vanilla, or is she messing around with them Neapolitan sandwiches? All vanilla ice cream, but the chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwich, oh. which is a nice right. touch. But when See, she... I'm a fat boy junior whenever it comes to ice cream sandwiches. You're a what? A fat the, boy junior? You've never heard of fat boys? Uh-uh. Oh, dude. You're, then you're not. Then you guys aren't hey, doing it right. Well, fat boys and fat boy juniors. Okay. Fat boy juniors would be like for kid size, which actually just means that in my head, it means that I can have multiple. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they're smaller, you yeah, see. Yeah, four of them. And it's, it's, that's only like one adult size. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, but definitely. they're fat boy juniors and 10 out of 10 recommend. But that is easily my wife's happiest moment of the day. When, again, the kids are asleep, we've got the show that we've been looking forward to watching, and she gets to decide on her little treat that she's going to have. Because she works out. She ran like four and a half miles yesterday. She she's, deserves a treat. She deserves a I treat. Feel like she's been, you know, eat healthy all day and then like, you know, let's consume 3,000 calories. I don't know right what that's bed. like because I feel like every meal I eat, I'm like, ooh, a little treat for myself. See, cause every, every time. Just, every, every, time. time. every time. How many times a day would you say that you treat yourself? I mean, every time I eat. Every, like, I don't ever <laughs> want to eat something that I'm like, and like, it's not great right now because, again, not with the wife. Uh, so I'm left up to my own devices. So every meal is a treat meal. Everything I do is a treat. Yeah. Like, everything right. I do, this is why I think other generations hate millennials and I feel like I am the target audience for this. Everything I do, I feel like I deserve to be treated with. Like when I go yeah. out to eat, it's like, oh, I deserve to have a decadent dessert for lunch <laughs> after I have just bought like, you know, a chick a rotisserie chicken and mashed potatoes. Like everything that I do, I feel like is a little treat for myself. But I also am 32 years old and, you know, finally I feel like at this point in my life, I feel like I could treat myself to a decadent dessert for lunch. Does that make sense? It's yeah. the worst part of learning to become an adult for me is that when I realized that I could do whatever I wanted. I don't have anybody to tell me I can't do uh, it. Nobody I, tells me no. But so for me, I feel like I've accomplished something if I have deprived myself through the entire day. That's because you grew up in Minnesota. What pain? What? That, why? I don't know why. Like if I, you know, if I make sure I go to the gym, I get the workout in, I've eaten healthy sure. all day, and then I, you know, don't drink, or whatever like it may be. That's like a to-be-endured type I of know, mentality. I That's know. Very Minnesota. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm sitting there at the end of the day and I'm like, I've experienced no happiness today. Well no, done. But I like, oh. but it's also goal driven. You're, you're setting standards for yes, yourself. I'm trying, yeah, trying which to be is, less fat. Which is great. Yeah. And honestly, if you do, if you had deprived yourself of the treat and if your wife had deprived herself of the little treat that yeah. makes you excited, then the goals would stop being met. Yeah. Because you would just be upset that you're not giving yourself the treat as the reward for completing your goals. I have been there. I remember I did, uh, I was, what was that, keto for like six months. I cried. I cried so much oh. because everything was, you're not doing sugar, right? So I would just sob, sob that I could not eat chocolate. I mean, when oh. I say cry, I was crying on the couch over the fact that I couldn't eat like a bowl of ice cream yeah. at the end of the day. So, and that's yeah. why I'm no longer keto. Sai said, I'm having a half of a leftover pizza right now. <laughs> First thing in the morning, pizza. This man. On the counter, leftover night pizza. Is living my dream right now. Right in front of you. Oh, I would kill for a half a leftover pizza <laughs> in front of me. Sure, we can arrange for that if you really want it, man. Mm, call somebody. Dumbasses. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. 
How do you really feel? Tell, Tell us. us. By calling the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY. This is crazy. When you say ha, hot air comes out of your mouth, but when you say whoo, it's cold air. Message deleted. I hate this guy for making us do that Why because, you, of course, well, I'm going to do that right after you said it, and now I sound like an idiot. Yeah, we get it? hot because hot air is because it's uh, the breath coming from us is at 98. Point seven degrees why or is whatever, colder? because it's it's focused and there's velocity behind it, so it's the implication of it being cooler. Nice, Mahoney. Intelligent answer. Hell yeah, man! Intelligence. I love that. Exactly. Velocity. When was the last time you used that word? Velocity. I mean, I know that's a very common thing, but I don't feel like I've ever heard that come out of your mouth. Out of Mahoney? No, velocity is not very common. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Dave. I mean, happy birthday to your daughter and all that. I was just thinking, though, boy, what a different generation it is. When my kids were growing up, I asked them what dinner they want me to cook for their birthday. So we didn't even go out. I mean, that's okay and everything, long as you can afford it. But it's just such a different generation. I just totally screwed all that up. <laughs> Message deleted. No, I'm with you. I mean, when I was growing up, I distinctly remember the times that we went out to eat because it was so uncommon. I mean, I come from a family with six kids, mm. and so very rarely would we go out to eat. But if we did, it was normally some sort of assembly line buffet. You can go to the salad bar, all you can eat. Bonanza buffet. Yeah. Or I mean, uh, what was the, the, the... Bonanza for me. Yeah, the Bonanza the buffet. Bonanza buffet. Yeah, yeah. that's what we, we had those two. That yep. was Barn Hills. Barn Hills buffet. And you know what? You don't really realize that how gross a cheese fountain is until you get older. That's a great thing about having kids is, you know, like my eight-year-old who loves hibachi has no idea that they got like a C on their health score. Doesn't matter to her. She's there. Catch a shrimp. She's going to probably puke for no reason anyways. Yeah, right. Kids just be puking. So weird. Actually, my my five-year-old told me yesterday, she's like, Daddy, can I tell you something that happened at school? Sure. She's like, this girl. Threw up everywhere outside when we were <laughs> searching for dinosaur eggs. I'm like, that happens, and it really searching does. Searching for dinosaur eggs. Yeah, that Kids was their, are so cute. That was their that, that that was actually their little project yesterday. They were like pretending they were a little archite or arch, not arch, archaeologist. Archaeologist, thank you, and digging for uh, like dinosaur eggs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then some girl just <laughs> in the middle of it. <laughs> See, yeah. that's just a so totally weird. normal thing at five like, years old. I feel like. Tums is targeting the wrong audience. Like, yes, I, as a 32-year-old person, gets a little acid belly every once in a while, but also target Tums to children. No, man, like, you, this this is training. Like, you got to learn to puke and rally. Yep. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Please leave a message. Did you ever make know. yourself throw up, though? Because, like, I, I, you, Dave, you don't throw up a lot when you drink. No. I, I mean, like, I, in 20 years I've known you, I've never seen you vomit. Yeah. Ever. Uh, me, on the other hand, I will, you know, especially like when I first started drinking, would vomit all the time. But mm-hmm. there would be a time when I was like 19, 20, probably to like 22, that I would make myself vomit because I knew I was going to vomit. So I would preemptively do it just to get it out of the way so I could continue partying, partying, partying all night. Boy, I bet. Think about how lucky those girls were. Well, you I would just make yourself in. vomit and then you were out there trying to make out. That's right, man. Yeah. It's quite the catch. <laughs> oh, what is that smell? Yeah. It's Jägermeister and oh regret. Oh, my God. Can we put a stop to automotive scams? Why is it that you have to know everything about your vehicle in order to not have a mechanic try and charge you for a bunch of stuff that doesn't need fixed? Every time I take a car in for a 10,000-mile service, they, they always try throwing in a bunch of unnecessary stuff because 
I don't know what any of it means. I end up dishing over all of my money every time. Like they could tell me that there's the marshmallow man um, running around inside my engine. I would believe it. I'd say, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll pay all of it. Message for all deleted. your like, original service stuff for like the first 150,000 miles, the recommended service, they give you a packet. It comes when you buy your car and you can see everything that needs to get done and when. And but they, do you trust it? So let me, yeah. because when I found out that the whole you should change your oil every 3,000 miles they was just that. a racket that the oil change companies came up with to make you change your oil every 3,000 miles, I was furious. Well, but like, they, What do you mean you just made that up? But they've they've they, that's been a thing for a long time now. Like we we know that. I mean, like I knew that in 1999 when I had a car that I put 20,000 miles on and didn't change the oil. Don't act like you were all still... wise back in 1999. No, I when was you were lazy. I owned a Toyota. You were throwing up trying to make out with chicks. That's the same and? time that you were in. That's the exact same time period. A lot of stuff to figure out at that point in time. I do not feel bad for either of you men in the chat, like it, I said in the chat, but in this room right now, because being a woman, every time I go, it's like, hey, you also need air filters and you also need windshield wipers. And I fall for it every single time. I paid $100 for an air filter. $100. I didn't know what the cost was until I went to go look it up later. $10 on Amazon. Dumb. You, You have a phone. Yeah. Not whenever you're in there and yes, they've got you your do. car held hostage. sitting there yes, on you your phone. You've got nothing else to do. I don't, I leave my car usually. You guys stay for your car? Yeah, if it's just like an oil change or something. Yeah. 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 Mm, not me. Mm, I usually I leave. I we may have found the problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. <laughs> Mahoney, I've known you for a very long time now, a couple of decades. And I would say that as far as people that I know that are very happy and content with their lives... You've got to be up there. I mean, you seem like you really enjoy the life that you live because you do pretty much exactly what you want to do all of the time. I try to. You know, Dave, it's taken many years to get situated like that, but uh, here we are after uh, after a lot of planning, a lot of coordinating, uh, very content, and I'm okay with doing pretty much nothing. And that's people want to know why I never <laughs> want to leave the house because the house has everything I want. Yeah, I mean, we've seen the meme floating around that isn't it ridiculous that, you know, getting sent to your room as a kid was a punishment. Yeah. And now you realize as an adult, like, what do you mean getting sent to my room where all of the stuff that I have that I want is and I get to be left alone? Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. Uh, but I don't want to make you discontent with your life. But I will say there is a couple out there that are living your dream. What are they doing? Your dream life in Wisconsin. So a baby was born in a parking lot. Of a McDonald's. Ah, yes. Couldn't make it to the hospital in time. You know, so, hey, luckily, you know, they had a, a parking lot available there at McDonald's. Did they pull into the uh, the, the, the the mobile lot area? I uh, didn't say if they pulled into the mobile lot area. just said they were in the parking lot. Uh-huh. Annalisa Beck initially thought her contractions were going to be a false labor, uh, but her water broke, and her and her husband, Daniel, were like, time to go to the hospital. Uh-huh. Uh, they had to pull over to McDonald's parking lot because she's like, oh, I That was a quick labor the then. The baby's head, and it is on or the way. Or they just waited, Dave, you've waited through, too long. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Dave, yeah. you've been through this four times. Like, that's incredibly fast. So that thing just slipped out. No kidding. Yeah, so, I mean... Been through it four times. Never has it been where the baby's just like, bloop. You know, I, on our last one on Ruby, like, it was definitely the quickest labor, but it was still like, hey, we know it's time to go Couple to the hours. hospital. <laughs> you know, like, multiple hours of, like, being in the hospital, getting ready, you know, the contractions, all of that stuff. So it wasn't like, 
anything near, hey, we're in the car and this baby is coming. But that was the case here. Daniel called 911. Little baby Micah was born weighing 8 you pounds, 6 You didn't even name ounce. him Ronald. Or McNugget. Their middle name better be McNugget. <laughs> Michael McNugget or Micah McNugget. Micah McNugget. That's that's actually, tell me that doesn't have pretty good alliteration. Micah Mc, McNugget Beck. I mean, yeah. that, that kind of works. Yep. Is this baby getting, like, free McDonald's for a year or something? You know, I thought there would be something like that in this story, and there's just not. You know, you'd think that if the franchise owner would be like, hey, the baby gets uh, free cheeseburgers for a year in the first year of life when the baby can't eat cheeseburgers, uh, like, that would just be a good PR move. Or at least fries for every time they go to the doctor. Yes. Uh, the couple did affectionately call him their little McFlurry in honor of his birthplace. Maybe she called him McNugget. These people aren't creative. See, this is Mahoney being jealous. That's why McDonald's didn't give him nothing. (laughs) These people are out here living his best life, and he didn't even know that he was missing it. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Warning. The following stories were performed by true redneck professionals. Do not attempt unless you married your cousin. It's the Redneck Report on Dave and Mahoney. You know, it's kind of amazing the things that we have to encourage people not to do when we're doing the Redneck Report. Like today, we have to encourage people to not try to beat up a bus. A bus. Do not punch Jerome people, Bettis. Bus. People on the bus or the bus itself? The bus itself. Okay. I mean, I would say that probably don't try either, but certainly don't try to beat up the actual bus because you're not going to win. Uh, an Orlando man is accused of attacking a bus at Disney Springs. Uh, he is 37 years old. He was arrested last year in November. Caused damage to the bus after being dropped off at Walt Disney World instead of SeaWorld. I guess he fell asleep on the bus, uh-huh. missed his stop, and then the driver got to Disney World and said, hey, this is my last stop. You have to get off. He's like, okay. Gets off and he's like, wait a minute. This isn't my stop. I'm going to kick the bus's ass. And it didn't work out. And also, me. that bus driver did you a favor. SeaWorld sucks. SeaWorld is trash. You're, they dropped you off at Walt Disney World? That's way better. A thousand better. times better. So we have an Amazon Driver of the Year contender. I know, you know, we're still in January, so it's early to be uh, giving nominations out. But this particular Amazon Driver from Spring Hill, Florida, uh, facing charges for dropping off a package at somebody's house and then casually, as you do, stealing their French Bulldog. Mm, Great. So the old Lady Gaga. The old Gaga. Uh, Callie is the name of the French Bulldog, went missing. After uh, approaching a person in an Amazon uniform that just delivered a package to the area, witnesses say they saw the man pick up the dog, put it in the back seat of his car, and then just brrr, off he goes. I mean, there is something to be said. Like, man, if you got a dog that can't, that's just going to let itself get stolen, what are you doing? It's a sweet dog. Oh, Chris, has the, t- t- Chris has the tiniest dogs in the world. He's got chihuahuas, and those dogs will fight you. Yes, but that's because they, they mimic Chris. They've got severe little D energy. They do got little D's. <laughs> They're women. One's a, one's a girl. <laughs> In fact, her D is bigger than the boy's D's. <laughs> She'll bite you, though. So oh, a 73-year-old will. man who lives in the villages, which is our favorite place in all of the country, his name is Stephen, Stephen Edward Serwo. He's, seven, again, 73. He went to a restaurant, and he took his golf cart there, as you do in the villages. As you do. Rolled up in style. Went up to Cody's Original Roadhouse and was enjoying himself some beverages. Had already apparently had a number of beverages Mm -hmm. when he rolled in. And at some point, for whatever reason, he became convinced that the staff of the restaurant was all colluding to steal his golf cart. I mean, they probably were. Maybe. But uh, they, they hadn't stolen the golf cart. It was still outside. Well, it was, they were in the collusion process, mm, he, Dave. He, he, went, he, he, he got wind. He, he made a grave mistake, though. He went into the kitchen. 
and you're oh, not going to the kitchen. You're going to get your ass beat in the kitchen, and, buddy. And he slapped one of the uh, the female workers, at which point uh, they did not take so kindly to that, and uh, he, uh, he got his ass kicked. He admitted to consuming alcohol before leaving the house, claimed that he believed the restaurant was trying to steal his golf cart. He now faces charges of battery. Is there a worse place to roll into and try to fight a group of people than a kitchen? Because everybody's already pissed off. Yeah, and they're like... We got nothing to and lose. And there's weapons everywhere. We're going to, we we can kick this guy's ass and then we get sent home. This is going to be great. I love the kitchen. They always give me free french fries. That's weird. An attractive woman getting free french fries. Meanwhile, if Mahoney went say, back. They always say, give me little kisses. And then just asked for the actual food that we had entered in. Uh-huh. We got screamed at. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't even give us the food that was ordered. Yeah. Hmm. A little different uh, worlds we live in, Audrey. Must be nice. Pretty privileged. Hmm. I mean, I like. It's french fries. This isn't like a million bucks, but. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of a sugar daddy, it's a salt daddy. Dave and Mahoney. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. All right, Mahoney. So when you hear this story, tell me if you think that this is just Audrey and her husband still being newlyweds, or do you think that this is going to last? First of all, I need you to look at my face and remember it whenever. Okay, Mm -hmm. look at this face. I see it. Do you see what I'm doing right now? Batting my eyelashes at you? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, go ahead, Dave. Mm-hmm. So you wanted your eyelashes tinted? What does that even mean? <laughs> no, no, no. So lifted. lifted. So what it means is basically I'm putting a curl on my on my natural lash. Okay. So that they are naturally kind of like doing a curl thing. Because you see what I do my makeup in studio during most days. Uh-huh. And you see that little like tool that I bring out that's like kind of very medieval and yeah. it curls my lashes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've seen your wives use them too. Okay. And um, they never curl. The curl just does not, it's not giving what it's supposed to give. So they have this thing that is almost like a chemical that will make it lift into a curl pattern. You're giving and your eyebrow or your eyelashes a perm. Yeah. So, but I'm not the first to do this. And um, I, just did, usually, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. So usually people go out and you can get them tinted and lifted and all of the, you know, all of the. The drama that comes with What's being the price a woman. On something like that. Usually about like sixty to hundred bucks, depending on the combo you do. That's, That's cheap. cheaper than the, I thought it would be. By the way, just a sidebar, real quick. Do people still get perms? They're back. Perms are actually perms back, are back right now. Okay. Like a lot of uh, curls are in. If you've got so. that stupid ass Edgar cut and you're like a teenager, there's a lot of there's, there's a lot a, of perms going on with the there's teens. There's a lot. Of, there's uh. a lot of kids who are getting perms okay. now. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good to know. Sorry. Continue. So I wanted to save some money. Yeah. And um, also just thinking uh, efficiently because one box is like 40 bucks for like six uses instead of just going one time for a hundred bucks. So I've had this product for some time and I finally got the courage to ask my husband to do it for me um, because I was like, well, maybe I'll wait till like, you know, when my girlfriends are in town or, you know, or whatever. So you asked him to curl your eyelashes for you. It was Salon de la Tappen. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) so he, he, uh, he has a a daughter who's, you know, almost a teenager. Yes. And so. And she does this at home too. She's actually the one who gave me the idea to do it. I figured that he would probably be pretty good at doing girl type stuff because of requests from her. So when you asked him, was it a quick yes or did it take some convincing? Well, I've had the product for about three months (laughs) and it wasn't necessarily that I was convincing him. It was just setting the time to do it because it's kind of a Mm. process. It's about a 40 minute process that you have to like sit. I have to sit and be patient while, you know, he's learning how to do it and, you know, all of that. How did he do? He did great. I mean, I feel like, can you, I mean, you probably can't tell. You cannot tell, can you? Yes, I can tell. They look wonderful. Well, I, I think they are curly, and yeah. I think that they are so cute. And yeah. I was just so happy. And 
are you asking Mahoney if that's a yeah, do you newlywed think thing? You think that's going to hold up? Like I if think you, Mahoney, if, if Aaron, if, if Ms. White were, were to ask him to do something like that, I feel like Mahoney would. If, if Mahoney's wife asked him to do that for her this weekend, I think you would do it. But if she was asking you to do it for her, Every other weekend, I think you'd be like, no, nah, man, go get... But it's not an every other weekend I, thing. It's like a once a maybe month and a half thing. I okay, would probably still. give her money to go get it done. Exactly. Rather than doing they, it myself. Yeah. yeah. No chance. Because well, I mean, it's not I'm like not a, a professional. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I mean, I like that he's doing that. I, I mean, again, I think it's something that's... I like that he's helping you with uh, something that you feel, think is important to you. Yeah. Or feel, Thanks, you know, Mahoney. Yeah. I don't think that it's newlywed. I feel like it, you said, Dave, whenever... Your daughters get older, they're going to want, like, daddy-daughter things to happen. And Harley, again, my stepdaughter, is the one who was like, the, and her lashes look great. She was, her and her mom do it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, if it's that easy, like, and yours look great, let me try it myself. You know, and I don't, I don't know. I See, thought my, that it was really sweet that he wanted to do it. My daughters, even though they're still young, have already established, like, what our daddy-daughter thing is, and that's... If football and gambling can be daddy-daughter days. Forever days. Says who? You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Dave and Mahoney. I don't know what this is all about. You just told me to call your dummy. There's nothing you can say they haven't heard before. Leave us a message by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. Hey, I just want to let you guys know I accidentally poured beer on my cereal this morning instead of milk. But hey, it's Friday. Am I right? Wait, actually, I don't think I am right. Message deleted. If you pour beer on your cereal, it's called burial. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's perfectly acceptable (laughs) to eat that. (laughs) I mean, do you go, would you, if you have no milk or any other wet substance, I think beer would be better than water. I think I would just eat it dry or just opt out of cereal. There's certain cereal you can't go dry on, though. I'd say most, about 90% you can, but you cannot go dry on, like, shredded... uh, Shredded wheat? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the, uh, like a beer would actually improve the flavor of grape nuts. Oh, God. Why would... I'm still shocked. What are you, a million years old? People eat it. I see it in the store every time I'm there. I'm shocked that grape nuts exist. Like, how many people are possibly going into a store? It's not grape or nuts. It's a lie. It's just a lie. They're just little tiny pellets of fiber. It looks like dog food. Oh, I hate it. And it tastes like dog food. Yeah, it should be called poop pellets. I don't like it. Not grape nuts. I think that there are certain... There are certain age brackets for certain types of cereals, and I have not evolved into the adulthood of grape nuts. I'm still lagging in childhood. Like, if I'm going to get cereal, it's going to be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, yeah. And I will eat it. I will eat that dry before I ever just opt out and put beer in my cereal or water in my cereal or orange juice in my cereal. Mahoney, the reason why it's called grape nuts is because raisin testicles was a little too racy. There are no raisins you in it either, though. Guys. Yeah. Are we talking also, about that? if my doctor ever says if you you are not going to live if you but the, but you need to eat healthier and the only cereal you can eat is grape nuts, I'm just like I'm just going to eat myself to death. Is there like I'm not even trying at that point? Like any there's no more redemption. Uni- universally hated food than grape nuts. I can't think of anything. Yeah, maybe. Pro- I mean, probably like tapioca pudding or something. Oh no, I love tapioca. Oh, I, I love tapioca. Yeah. I like you guys are one hundred. I'll eat tapioca. So I'll eat tapioca pudding without the spoon. <laughs> like that's yeah. that is why I'll pop my dentures out and just go. <laughs> uh, you get you just get your tongue in there. Sauerkraut. Fuck. Nobody likes sauerkraut. I like sauerkraut. My wife loves sauerkraut. Oh, see. Anything fermented. With some fermented. kielbasa. Oh yeah, for sure. Anything fermented. Yeah. Please leave a message. That's good for your kid. 
Hey, Dave, Mahoney, Audrey, out of all your music playlists, which is your favorite band? Message deleted. Favorite band of all time for me, Metallica. I mean, you can, it's, that's real hard to go. Yeah. I mean, I grew, I grew up Metallica. and uh, like they were releasing good music during my very aggro years. It just, it hit. So um, still love Metallica to this day and they still put on a great show. You know, for me, it's uh, the way I always judge when, you know, we get asked this question every now and then. Uh, the way I judge it is like, if I want to hear like, what's your favorite song? You know, it's, I, my, the, my, my way of choosing that is if I could only pick one song to listen to for the rest of my life. Okay. And it would be Stairway to Heaven from Led Zeppelin. Okay. Because there's a little bit of everything. They're soft. There's, a, you know, then it, it builds and it's long enough that like it wouldn't be repeated. You can't pick like a song that's two minutes. It's the fact that I got seven minutes here, I'm only hearing it 10 times an hour as opposed to 30 times an hour. You know, it's interesting when you talk about like the favorite songs of all time. Do you guys, I mean, maybe this is just something that I have, like an irrational fear of getting into a car accident and dying and the song that I'm dying to is really unfortunate. Like it's Chumbawamba, Tum Thubbing or something but that's like a, that. But that's not an unfortunate song. To die to? Well, nah. because you you didn't get back up again would be the only well, reason yeah, why it would see, be unfortunate yeah, a, to die a, to that song. <laughs> you literally will never be getting back up. You're not following the rules of the song. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So last week, there was a lot of questions as to what possibly could have gone down at this comedy club. There's this comedian named Mark Norman, who, if you're not following him on social media, uh, he's blown up quite a bit in these past couple, couple of years. A couple good Netflix specials that are out. He's you know? a very funny guy. Yep. He's, he's very reminiscent of Norm MacDonald with like yeah. his style, kind of that dry, sarcastic sense of humor. Weird and- voice. Yeah, kind of a little nasally <laughs> yeah. voice, but yeah. uh, he he certainly he's blown up, you know. Sure. And he's, he's kind great. of part of that uh, that 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 part of you know, that group of comedians that are really ascending right now. Right. He's one of the the hottest comics in the country. But he was doing a show last week at the New York Comedy Club, and it was suddenly interrupted where somebody walked up on stage, and he appeared to be pretty shaken up by like, "Hey, what's going on here?" But it's a live comedy show, you know. Weird stuff happens. He cracked a couple of jokes, and then all of a sudden, some people come up on stage and they go, "Hey, you got to go." To which he goes, okay, and he just walks out. And then you start to hear what's happening in the audience, and that's where it really started to get kind of eerie because people in the audience started going, hey, what's going on? Are we okay? And this lady gets up on stage that clearly has some connection to the club. She works there or is an organizer of the event or something, and she's like, everyone stay where you are. There's something going on, which, of course, makes people kind of freak out. And then another guy comes up on stage, and he's like, hey, I'm one of the producers of the event. Everyone needs to leave. Calmly. Yeah, calmly, but insinuating, like, you're not safe. And, I mean, you know, we live in the same world, right? In 2024, bad stuff happens a lot. All the time. In public with groups of people and everything else. So the idea that all of this would be some kind of stunt or planned thing that you wouldn't just let people in on is beyond me. Yeah, But that's where we've landed. I don't (gasps) know if that's going... What? Yes, this whole thing, according to the comedy club, they posted a message on Instagram, revealed it was all a stage stunt for a production, and they apologized for causing panic. Well, a a production company, maybe associated with the club, maybe not called High High, was the ones, and the ones who staged all of this that was going down and this production company has had a casting call out looking for people to do like these missions 
and maybe this was a part of that. But if this was part of that, that's so tone deaf and so irresponsible because one small club causing panic, herd mentality, like you could get trampled. Like you, yes. It is illegal to cause panic and an evacuation. Uh, if there's not really something going on. So well, it's but, like, but the comedy club made it right, though. They said that everyone that was there that felt this sense of panic, that was worried, maybe even for their safety or their lives, uh, they get free tickets to another show. So, so the thing that would piss me off is if I paid to go see Mark Norman and this crap goes down while I'm taking the time out of my day even to go to a club. Even if you free tickets, right? Like you, you're spending a night there to see this comedian in a small the, setting. This is the worst possible publicity for the New York Comedy Club that I could possibly think of happening. Yeah. So was Mark in on it himself? No, so he was he, not. He's he's at least saying that he wasn't, right? Because he got on and and he put out a statement on social media said, some S went down last night. My my team is still trying to put together the details. Sorry to the fans. So, okay. So, but what you're telling me is that, Dave, you're in production. Yep. So, you're, what you're telling me, there's two production teams that are a part of this, but also one that's not really a part of it, and the comedy club. So, we've got three, we have two production companies and the comedy club, and then the management for Mark Norman. So, so it sounds like the actual be- comedy club was not in on it. Mark Norman wasn't in on it. There was this production company that was filming something there that and wasn't in, but they didn't tell anyone else to be a part of it. Okay, so there's one production company. That's what it sounds like, and it's, to Mahoney's point, grossly irresponsible. Yep. You can just tell everyone, and they can be in on it. The entire show punked was totally fake, and that worked out just fine. Much better than that. You're listening to The Dave and Mahoney Show. Because there's really no point in pretending to be... Hold on, what? Because there's really no point in pretending to be good at... To be good at this? Oh, I... Okay, let me pick it up from here. It's an all-new blooper reel on the Dave and Mahoney Show. It's time to find out who is the star this week of the show. Who had the most screw-ups? I'm looking around the room, and I'm rather suspicious... Of you, Mahoney. Oh, uh uh-huh. I feel like you're paying Chris to specifically target me, Dave, and I don't appreciate that. Chris, am I paying you to specifically target Mahoney? No. um, Even if you did, I'd still uh, allow you to be the leader. Are you paying you at all? No. I I, I do this for free. (laughs) (laughs) Everything I do here is for free. Uh, I'll just say it because it's true. Dave talks the most on the show. That makes me the most liable to have bloopers. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So That's you're saying I, I really screwed the pooch this week? <laughs> Let's find out. All right. I'm not the a big, the, the, the big sweet guy, has, but has contis- uh, has gone down <laughs> consistently. <laughs> there you go. Over the years, <laughs> has contis- uh, has gone down. Yeah, there's Swedish. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the tower is now on the ground in pieces because the whole thing fell over. Did not unfortunately smush the thieves. It's now on the ground. Owner pretty frustrated that the thieves would uh, you know frustrated that the thieves would. Uh, you know, only thing that would be more obvious to steal than a 50 foot, 50 foot or 50, what did Story, you say? Yeah. Story yeah. tower would be like, steal than a 50 foot, 50 foot or 50, what did Story, you say? Yeah. Story. So when he is laughing at when we're dying because of the, our, all of our alcohol and fast food, of the, our, all of our alcohol. At least we'll have a, 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 a amicable audience that's laughing at us. Hmm. A, 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 a amicable audience that's laughing at us. Yes. <laughs> so I guess this guy was just running a running a muck, and they finally got him, and it was all because running a running a muck. Running a running a muck, and they finally got him, and it was all because of them boobies. 
Movies don't make you do some crazy stuff. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, world. As fans of the, M- <laughs> the, the of MMA for, you know, three decades now. The M- in the, the of MMA and the, the of MMA say that there is a suspect that is in the hospital identified as a 41-year-old. Identified as a 41-year-old. <laughs> You're 41, man. You should know better. His no, name no, is no. Chris. He'll publicly suppre- uh, uh, express their support. Please suppre- uh, uh, express their support. We wired our uh, our systems with, uh, you know, that we're, we're we, you know, we hooked up to the amp that we're, we're we, you know, we hooked up to that we're, we're we, you know. Yeah, so I I total I absolutely co I absolutely co-sign on the uh, the next snap. You're I, so I annoying for that. I absolutely co I absolutely co-sign on I see I just I did not I see I just I did not I feel like that's messed up. Guys, we haven't taken a lot of moments on the show just to pause and pray over the years, but I, I don't know <laughs> if we should actually say a word to our sweet, sweet Lord Jeebus in heaven. To our sweet, sweet Lord Jeebus in heaven. Sweet, sweet Lord Jeebus. You uh, even stuttered trying to get that out. <laughs> it sounded so inauthentic. <laughs> God gave me a mini stroke for making fun of it. <laughs> wait until I, you, I can't wait to see how surprised everyone is when I show up to the pool this summer. Uh, you, uh, I can't wait. To um, was also a stripper, so I mean, it was oh. just like passed down generally, 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 generally. Uh, he admitted to firing the rifle. To firing the rifle. If I'm ever at a five, I'm getting my ass kicked by another dude. I want my wife to come in. Yeah. Get my ass kicked by another dude. To where you see who the fan, Fairweather fans are, but yeah. that was actually Trent Reznor's long lost brother. Trent Reznor's long lost brother, Terry Reznor. Uh. He had the mic. Because he's got a he's got a nice chest hair. <laughs> it was like they were like inverted a little bit. Like, you know, like some right up. I don't know, man. Tell like, us like, more like, about your nipple game. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I didn't know that any example, any nipples existed. Any nipples exist. I hate that that's going to be in the blooper reel, and it's about any nipples. Any nipples. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Oh my God, with these people, shut up. Dave and Mahoney. So according to a new article on the Wall Street Journal, they have figured out the secret to a great marriage. And who knew there was only one trick to having a great marriage? You guys tell me if you agree with this. The trick to a great marriage, and this is the actual headline, vacation without your partner. Uh, I mean, maybe for some. I don't know. I don't like going on vacation alone. I don't think I could ever go on yeah, wait, a vacation is without it a lonely vacation. My are partner. You, no. They're, yeah. They're no saying questions. that uh, more married people are booking travel for one. Spouses also have uh, split up their travel where they have like the girls' getaways and the guys' weekends. And which I, I think, feel like that's important. I, I feel like there's some value to that, right? Yes. Like, I mean, you being able to go out and if you lo- if you're a fan of golf as a guy, or the girls want to go to sure. Nashville or whatever, or there's a concert. You know, like being able to time with your friends is important. Yes, like have your own time and it not always be just everything has to be shared, I think is fine. But for me personally, I mean, because I have some friends that will do this where they'll vacation alone and they, you know, they'll like go to Europe or whatever without their significant other. And for me, I you know, I was actually talking to my wife about this. I'm like, if I go to somewhere like Europe, you know, that is maybe like a once in a lifetime trip, I want to experience that with you. Absolutely. You know, but Same. that's not the case for everyone. It's just interesting to see the Wall Street Journal come out and say that this is the key to a happy marriage is vacationing by yourself when that seems like a pretty broad brush. I don't know. I I feel like, luckily, I mean, maybe we're lucky in the fact, Dave, that uh, our significant others like the types of vacations that we also like. But I also feel like that's an important part of relationships. Like, you should never 
ever be in a uh, committed relationship where the government is involved. If you have not been on a vacation with somebody who you're thinking about marrying. Yeah. Like, that's one of those things. Like, you see so many people break up because you're like, if I can't travel with you, then we sh- this is not going to be something that it's we can true. be you, together for 50 years. You do learn a lot about somebody when you start traveling with them. So I think that, though, too, this article may be implying that there are partners who need alone time who aren't getting alone time. Sure, I can see that. You know, yeah. so maybe that this is the vacation, not necessarily like you're saying, where you're spending thousands of dollars in order to go across the country or thousands of dollars to, in order to go to, you know, international trips. But, you know, sometimes maybe like a staycation or like a spa vacation. You know, I, I don't really know. Broad, broad strokes is a very good way of putting that. I feel like that's uh, really loose. Like, who's needing that and why? Maybe this is just me being an insecure little bitch, but if my wife was like, hey, I want to go on vacation by myself, like the girl's trip, I girl's, get. Girl's trip's one thing. If, if she's like, I want to go on vacation by myself, I'd be like, you hate me. Or you've got, you've, got a, you've got a side, or you've got a side, side family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, there, there, there's some, there's some something, secret Something, something is... Uh, and I, you know, I would, I would suspect the same thing. If I told my wife, "Hey, I want to go on vacation going, by myself," I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, Asia. She's like, she's like, you, you ain't going by yourself mm-hmm. because there's going to be a private investigator following you. <laughs> I would think somebody was on the verge of a mental breakdown. Right? Like, Literally. you just want to like, are leave. you okay? Yeah, like you just want to go on vacation alone. And maybe, I mean, with age, maybe that comes. But again, right now for me, that seems strange. Yeah. Again, the girls' weekend makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, like why? Just like, why you are you as a mother from, of four? Why are you trying to escape? I mean, actually, that makes a lot of from, sense. Like I get the kids, <laughs> but like we would go together. Like, why do you have to escape me? What did I do? You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave after the tone. If Dave and Mahoney worked in warehouses, uh, you guys ever mess around on pallet jacks? The fun thing to do on those is instead of standing behind the forks, you walk around and you get on the forks and you pump it like you're riding a skateboard with your foot in between the forks. And then you can steer it. Yeah, it's super fun. It's super illegal to OSHA. Well, f- you OSHA. Message deleted. Uh, I, did, I have worked in many warehouses over the years, and my first, one of my first, like my first real job, I worked for. Um, my dad was the operations manager for uh, like a computer, uh, like basically like a company that built custom computers back in the nineties. What a nerd! That didn't work out at all. Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, one of my jobs was to be in the warehouse and like clean up. And one of my favorite things to do was to ride the. Ride, ride the jacks like it was a, a Razor scooter before they existed. I feel like it's very inappropriate for them to give us the keys to things that are so fun to mess with. Uh-huh. Like, what do you mean you're going to give me a forklift and not expect me to mess around on that thing? Dave, I'm still, uh, you know, you and I have been friends for 20 years. Yeah. And, you know, we've been through a lot together. Dang, you're old. Yeah. We met when we were 20. Shut up, child. <laughs> But How I will say you. I will never forgive you because you did not let us buy a show forklift when we could have owned one I for fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, but that you were going to do it from a, like a thrift store. No, it was going to be the auction, and the auction there, there's an auction site. But it was that used. It was so selling it was a used forklift. You know what a new forklift costs? We can, it costs new forklift costs as much as a brand new car. So, but for the you guy who always buys the most expe- expensive anything because you think that. If it 
is the most expensive thing. It is the better version of it. For you to go thrifted on a forklift was shocked. Shocked me. It's out of your character. It's out of who you are as a person. Just saying, we could we could have been we could have been living the high life, Dave. Well, I mean, kind of high. They don't well, that one wouldn't have like gone like that high in the air, right? Fork off, Audrey. <laughs> Sorry. Please leave a message after the tone. Yeah, is there a song that you like that other people are tired of or anything like that? Ozzy's My Mom Coming Home. Uh, I tended to uh, overplay it a little bit in the bars. And anytime it came on, people would groan and anything else. Message deleted. We have some friends that really enjoy terrorizing bars full of people through the touch tunes. Oh, that's, that's me. me. Yeah. I'm that's me, for sure. Oh, yeah. William Hung, every time. Oh, I don't Ew, go like that. Do I just, that. I also want to enjoy it, but I want to enjoy songs that I know nobody else in the area is going to like. Yeah, like I'm going to put on three hours me. of Creed. Yes, I'm <laughs> delighting See, me. Everybody's going to really enjoy that, though. Yeah. Like You're not really doing anything wrong there. I get drunk with our friend Pam, and then we'll be at a bar with a touch tunes. Beastie Boys. And it's we play three hours of Beastie Boys straight. I'll throw on some corn. And then we rap over <laughs> all of them. So it's like... I love that for you guys. You know, it, 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 I know it's obnoxious. Party of two. There's so much fun. It's just so... I can't, I can't help it. It's just so much fun. Man, well, you're the one paying for it. Otherwise, the, if you want to, if you want to like cough up some funds, then you go ahead and I, pull what you want on next. I buy my Touch Tunes coins in bulk. I spend $100 each time I buy it. I reload it like, like probably once a year, yeah. but I have... Infinite coins. We can skip the, over a song. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You skip everything. Uh, the, the the sweetest move that I've ever seen when it comes to uh, jukebox takeover was when we were at a place in Houston when we were living down there called JP McNasty's, and it was pretty close to my house. It was basically a single a trailer. wide trailer that was converted into a bar. Uh, but you know this place. I'm not going to say that it was a racist bar, but, uh, <laughs> but it had all the qualities. It didn't well, play rap. Yeah. I, well, they they had deleted all of the rap songs out of the jukebox. Yeah. Except for one, and my drunk younger brother managed to find it. And you should have seen when there was all these cowboys out there just boot scooting, boogieing across the dance floor, just having the time of their life. Record scratch. How they <laughs> felt when when, bro, when my brother found that one Snoop Dogg song on there. <laughs> so like gin and juice. Yeah. Oh my gosh, oh, that is hilarious. It was the best. Then we got into a bar fight and yeah. had to leave Texas. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to The Dave and Mahoney Show. Call or text us at 833-YO-DUMMY. And on social media at Dave and Mahoney. So the past couple of days, my little girl, my little eight-year-old, has not been feeling so hot, and so she's actually stayed home from school. And the reason why it struck me is because I think that this is the first time where she's ever stayed home from school because she's been sick. Or at least sick to the point where she's like kind of just laying on the couch all day. Oh, oh poor and baby. I know she's just not feeling so hot. She loves she's, school. That's she the loves thing, school. Yeah. She loves her friends, and so it's not like you always trying to get out of school. Well, and so it kind of got me thinking about how when we were growing up, having a sick day was just so magical. It and was one of the best moments of your childhood. Uh, you can text us at eight three three yo dummy. But what did you most look forward to? On the sick days. Oh, see, I mean, for you and me, it, it's like, you know, I got to spend the whole day with my mom just by myself. Yep. You know, and then, you know, you're laying on the couch or laying in bed, you're watching TV, you're drinking your seven up, your warm seven up, you're eating your soup, you're watching prices right. That is like such a core, awesome memory. Why did it seem, I mean, because prices right is what, an hour long? Maybe, yeah. Why that. did it seem like Price is Right was on all day when you were home sick? 
Like, because I don't remember watching anything else. It was always just Price is because Right. Because we never got to see Price is Right, and that was the only good thing that was on because what came on after that was always like soap operas. The soap operas, yeah. Or whatever yeah. the midday marketing program was in your city. Uh, Nicole, and I think you'll appreciate this one, Audrey, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Mahoney, said, I... When I was sick at home, watched the sex scene in, in Titanic for the first time because my mom and dad always made me fast forward through it and I didn't understand why. And that was my sexual awakening. Yeah, the uh, sex scene was definitely my sexual awakening as well. That's why you said that I would appreciate that. I also, one time when I was sick, found the porn channels. You did? That's the day that I spent $700 on porn. You spent $700 on a sick day? Wow. Well, I didn't know that... DirecTV had it to where it would be auto-purchased. Oh, I feel my. like that's your parents' fault. Didn't you say your mom, like, was Cried. Literally cried. In tears. She was, yeah. like, a week later, uh, the bill came, or however long it was until the bill came. Time was confusing as a child, but she was like, what did you do this for? Huh? Like, yeah. $700? Like, what do you mean? Also, kid, also you just valid. donate $700 worth of porn. But I think what I was doing is I was going through, because they have multiple channels, and I was just, like, clicking on all of them. I found one, and then I realized there was, like, 10. Mm. And so I went through, and I bought all, like, 10 channels and was wow. just enamored all day long. Like, what You watch porn all day? Like, that was the kickoff to your porn addiction? I think so. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I, wow. I, it's so bizarre to think back to that, because I think I just faked that I had strep throat just so that I could, like, figure out how to use the porn channels. Uh, and how old were you at the time? Oh, God, I was... I was I was probably middle school. Oh, Again, man. not your fault. That's your uh, parents' fault for not having the proper controls set up uh-huh. in the direct TV but system. Also, uh-huh. You can't parent blame because the internet and TVs were the Wild West then. Yeah, like, they just true. weren't what they are now. You couldn't YouTube how to set up parental controls. Uh, Robert joining us this morning with a uh, sick day memory. What about for you, Robert? Oh, good morning, good morning. Uh, you know what? For, for me growing up, we had Wallace and Ladmo. And then we would come when college sick, not go to school, wake up, parents go to work. So you'd watch Wallace Alamo, you'd watch uh, Dick Van Dyke, you'd watch yeah. the news, you'd watch all these programs and everything like that. And of course, you'd wake and bake and uh, just had, be in hog heaven. Wait, how old were you when all of this was going on? Were you, I mean, Audrey's talking about oh. watching porn in middle school. I mean, hopefully you were at least close to high school if you're waking and baking to watch Dick Van Dyke. Oh, you know what? I mean, it was junior high. Okay. Junior high All right. Yeah, we yeah. wasn't nearly as strong as it is now ah, as enough. it was then. Fair enough. You yeah. know, that was, like, we didn't have good weed until, like, at least 2010. Yeah. Yeah, it's different now, but, yeah, those were the days. It's like, you know, and then it would be, like, depending on, like, if a group of people's called out sick or not, of course, then you would have this, the, the party that would uh-huh. go. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, so and, uh, the, the kids that got left home alone because both mom and dad had to work. Oh, that was. I mean, that was a special kind of freedom because that happened to me a couple of times where, you know, my mom had to go do something during the day. And so I'd just be left home alone. And, you know, growing up in a house with six kids, being there alone. You were never home alone. Never, ever happened. Ever. And so it was, it was like just. Moment. It is. It was like one of those moments like the movie Home Alone where you just cannot believe that you have the whole house to yourself to do whatever you want. That's something. Well, for us, I, I, I was talking to it to almost like a Ferris Bueller days off. Yeah, yep. You know, you just totally spend the morning primping and pampering yourself and, you know, 
walking around sipping a cup of coffee or whatever you would, would yeah would why why is it that we all turned into hugh hefner we all had little robes that we would put on and we would just be like cruising around if, with a pipe if i'm on if i'm if i'm being honest i still do that as an adult yeah, now yeah. like when i have like you know i mean i was sick a couple weeks ago you know after yeah. uh you know and uh, i woke up at like 8 or 9 a.m., mm-hmm. you know, when I normally wake up at 4 a.m. Shuffling around and with just your little cup like, of tea. Yeah, and, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, I should do this every day. <laughs> I need to become well, wealthy you know, and not have to work. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing because, I mean, being married and having a house full of kids, having a house full of, you know, animals and stuff like that, when everybody is gone, it, it kind of takes you back to that moment where it's like, yeah. it's just me. It's and just I can me. you breathe again. I can reconnect with myself. I'm not being suffocated. <laughs> oh, you can by reconnect this with yourself, yeah. can you, Mark? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, we know that. I've got some pointers yeah, yeah. for you. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the call, Robert. Got some Appreciate channels you, man. you can go surf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want to kick in seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, oh. I mean, it was like big grandma butts, like I think, or something. What, like, yeah, like, <laughs> big grandma butts. What do we? It was always the most random names. And, and what? Stuff. Do, yeah. What do we think that the inflation, like, if we actually calculated that in today's dollars, like, like forty-eight hundred bucks? I mean, at least at least fifteen hundred for sure. But I would say. Audrey, that you spending seven hundred dollars on porn probably puts you in the top one percent of people who have spent money that you know an sure. amount of money on porn. Period. Did like sure. did like one of the executives from DirecTV call you personally and be like, "Hi, I just want to thank you for like your sponsorship." That's great. Listen for reviews of your new favorite new brews. Favorite brews. It's beer for breakfast. It's beer for breakfast every Friday on Dave and Mahoney. We've been to another Friday. Yes, we have. Barely. Barely here. Well, we are here. We are drinking amongst friends, and we are still somehow gainfully employed, and we will take it. And this is my fi- favorite time of the year because we are drinking stouts, porters, dark beers because it's Have you officially outside? crossed over to the dark side? I mean, you say that this is your favorite time of year. You like this more than IPA season? Uh, I do, Dave. I mean, my favorite beer of all time is a stout. Mm. So it's a bourbon-beached uh, bourbon stout. So, I mean, it's... This is you say a bourbon beige stout. A bourbon barrel aged stout gotcha. okay. is what my my favorite beers are. But uh, today's beer that we are drinking a little bit on the lighter side, but still coming with a fair amount of alcohol. We're drinking the Maui Brewing Company's Coconut Porter. It's a robust dark ale with toasted coconut and a hint of mocha. Six percent alcohol by volume. One hundred eighty three calories in this can, Audrey. Two grams of po- protein and 16 carbs. So Love this for you us. should have this after a workout. Yeah, this is a health drink, <laughs> yep, right? This is this basically is, like your, uh, your recovery drink. That's yes. right. Uh, big fan of the Maui Brewing Company. They've been around a long time. I think they are the best brewers uh, out of Hawaii. Period. Uh, you know, they've been they've been around for a long time and make some really good beers. And I'm excited to drink this and see what you guys think today. Uh, paid $12.99. For a six-pack, so I think it's also very reasonably priced. Five categories, which we rate every single beer here on Beer for Breakfast. Our look, smell, taste, feel, and drinkability. Dave, we don't need a drum roll until the very end. Nope. Sorry about that. So let's start off with the very first one. The look, I mean, it's a dark, dark beer. You know, good-looking head on it. But when you look at the packaging, it's just, it looks clean. Whoever designed this, it just looks very, well, it very, looks very clean. Very reminiscent of what you would expect from Hawaii. Maui Brewing Company in yep. Hawaii. I mean, even you know, stereotypically, what you see like with the tattoos, you know, where everything, Tribal. 
is very tribal, but it's well organized, mm -hmm. even though there's an intricate design. Geometric. Uh, that you find on the can as well. Also, do not confuse the Maui Brewing Company with the Kona Brewing Company. They are different. They are, and you can tell very, very they different. Have different names. They do, but I think there's <laughs> it, 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 it is something that happens on a on a, on a fairly regular basis. Mm -hmm. So because the design Maui good, Kona bad is what you're saying. No, both good. They're just a different. They're just different. But Maui, you would give the edge Maui's to okay. Two thumbs up. Okay. I like Kona and certain personally. Kona beers. Yeah, certain like the uh, what's that one golden one golden wave golden shower. Uh, that is not it, Dave. Uh, nope. Let's move on to the next category. Let's take a big, big whiff wave. of ah. the Maui Brewing Company's Coconut Porter. That was a whiff, Audrey, not a, not a drink yet. Uh, again, just big coffee. Their nose. Slight sweetness in there. Mm. No alcohol on the nose whatsoever. No coconut. Where's the coconut? Coconut's... In there again, somewhere? I feel like I coconut... I taste the coconut. I don't smell the coconut. Coconut is a very hard uh, flavor to make. Prominent. To, to make uh, odiferous. Oh, odiferous. Oh, I love the words you're difference. saying today, Mahoney. Very, you're very intellectual today. So, uh, I mean, but again, I think it's a pretty when you when you're smelling this beer. I think it, it's it's welcoming if you like a more coffee forward beer. Yeah, mm -hmm. I could smell the mocha in it. Yeah, a little bit of sweetness in there as well. I think we should move on to our favorite part of beer for breakfast, though, and take a big drink. Been had of been the drinking. coconut porter. So, cheers, <laughs> I've been cheating. everybody. Cheers. I actually don't do anything that you say. I literally just open the beer and start drinking. <laughs> Okay, then. Audrey. Mahoney takes this very seriously. <laughs> Meanwhile, Audrey's like, I'm drunk. It's nine. <laughs> oh, that's what we do every Friday. I, I, love this, I love this beer. It's great. Uh, Audrey, your thoughts since you uh, are a big uh, porter and coconut fan? I am right there with you. Porters and stouts. This is my favorite season. Um, this is a very good beer. This is definitely uh, for a 12-pack or a, um, for a six-pack for, would you say, 12 bucks. This is yeah, one that I think that I would gravitate towards. Um, it's a good I feel like uh, everybody can enjoy this style of beer if you were to pull it out of a cooler, if you're at somebody's house, if you're at a ball game. It's not too heavy. It's not too heavy. Yeah. It's really light. I do not taste any coconut, though, personally. But that doesn't bother me. There's a little um, bit of that sweetness, but I think it's it, it, it's hard to tell. Is that coconut or is that that like chocolatey sweetness that you're getting in which there? Which is funny because coconut usually in my head means summertime. Right. Like I'm thinking like sunscreen. I'm thinking beach. And for whatever reason, I'm okay, again, with the coconut being prominent in this and the coffee being more forward uh yeah i mean it's got some of the mocha in there as you guys mentioned the coffee flavors uh, the fact that it's not too heavy uh it's still got six percent alcohol by volume this is a really really good drinkable and crushable porter yeah you could have three or four of these and not feel bloated yes which i love because that's like my, the lack of carbonation that's the yeah. my least favorite thing about beer is that it just it's so heavy sometimes mm -hmm. and especially when you get into the darker beers this avoids all of that without sacrificing the flavor profile yeah. i'm a fan this is a light uh, dark beer and i don't like coconut but the coconut flavor is mixed very well i guess with the yeah. it's in there balanced. Yeah. it's yeah. very balanced it's, where is it um, audrey can't find it more, more of a mocha aftertaste than a coconut aftertaste. Yeah, but, um, for sure. Mocha yeah, nut. I'm a fan of this, too. Yeah. Yeah, The I mean, the coffee flavors are very forward. I mean, the alcohol is not present. I mean, if you told me this was, if I bought this from uh, a Starbucks or a Dutch Bros or any coffee place USA, I would believe that this was a almost a non-alcoholic Like coffee. a nitro, like in a can, so, yeah. style yeah. coffee, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Uh, I think, again, I'm a big fan of the Maui Brewing Company, and they knocked it out of the park with this one. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it. I mean, being priced at $12.99 for a six-pack is phenomenal. I think it's a very, very well-balanced beer. I think this is a great gateway. A good cooking uh, beer. Porter, yes. And I do think this is a beer, even though we're drinking it when it's cold and we traditionally do stouts and porters, when it's colder outside, 
I think this could make its way onto like a springtime. Uh, yeah, like a backyard barbecue. I mean, mm-hmm. not sure. when it's 120 outside, but when you know, if you're if you're talking about in the 90s or it's just a little bit warmer, I think this beer would do just fine out there as well because it is when you're going to the body, it is light to medium bodied. The carbonation is just very very smooth on it and it makes it very drinkable. Uh, and the overall drinkability, I think this is a amazing bang for your buck. Uh, I like I just just love this beer so. Big fan of it, and uh, can I get a drum roll, Chief? You sure can. Oh, Mahoney's Beer Scale Supremacy. I get the Maui Brewing Company Coconut Porter, a 4.05 out of 5. That's a wrap. Well, it's about time. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. At Dave and Mahoney. They're everywhere. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Listen anytime and on demand at Dave and Mahoney. Dot, 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 dot com.